Blog Talk Radio. Anyone charged with a criminal matter has the right to have their case heard before their case heard. A judge or judicial judge officer of the court is entitled to a fair and public hearing by a competent and impartial court. Strict court rules enforce such as the right of reply, rules of evidence, be found innocent or guilty, beyond reasonable doubt. Yet, our most vulnerable can have their rights, assets, and decision-making rights removed by a public servant of the state, not a judge, in a tribunal setting that can ignore evidence and facts and determine matters as they see fit and conclude matters based on probabilities alone. Are you scared yet? Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley, the PBJ's and this is the DS Radio Network. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Michael, we're getting a hey, um, an echo. No. I think it's on your end. Is it I think fixed? it's on okay, your now, end. Is it fixed? Okay, now it's is that better? Um, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Not. It's no. Still echoing. Not. It's still echoing. I I don't know what to tell you. Okay. You know what? I have okay, a plan. You know I'm gonna. I have a plan. I'm gonna back and forth. Keep muting us back and. Okay. There we go. So. We're going to have a little technical difficulties, but um, it's going to be fine. Real quick, I'm so excited to have everyone here tonight. Wow, Michael, you are so popular. So many people are tuning in and wrote such beautiful comments, and they really love the picture of you and Marty that I posted. Real quick, before we get started, I am so excited to announce that they are thinking about impeaching Attorney General Dana Nessel of Michigan. And we're going to be watching that. She definitely doesn't want to do anything about guardianship abuse. So she absolutely deserves to be impeached. They are charging her on corruption charges. And everyone who's been following Take Care of Maya, the jury came back and awarded them over $200 million. The story is not making mainstream media, and that's a big disappointment. But you know what? This is a huge win. It was a big big mistake on the fact of a child protective services and they and the medical kidnap that they did and it's a terrible tragic story thank you netflix for doing that story so we're going to jump right in i am so excited to have michael here tonight with us he is he has this um he's on substack and i had gotten this like that thing he writes like a blog on it and he can tell us more about it, he really took on some bully lawyers. And I asked him if he would want to talk about this topic because we all are dealing with bully lawyers. And, Michael, because we are having technical difficulties, I'm not going to talk when I unmute you, and then when I do talk, I'll mute you, and I think that's going to fix the problem. So here I'm going to uh, hand it over to Michael, and let's hear all about these bully lawyers. Unmuted. All right. Thanks for having me. And I uh, I started writing that that uh, post after I dealt with 
a lawyer named Holly Jelani, and she uh, she essentially threatened to sue me based on not even a text message that I sent, but text message that she claimed I sent. And so even if I had sent that text message, while you technically can sue, um, you know, how much are damages for a text message? Hold on. Uh, so how much are the, te- the, the damages you would have if you've got a text message? And I just thought of all Hello? Hello? I think we're, I think we might have lost you, Michael. We're not hearing you. Okay. Oh, we just, the call just dropped from Michael. Michael, please call back in. We lost you. I will entertain everybody while we're waiting for Michael to call back in because Marty trained me how to do that. I just want to thank everybody for this beautiful community that we have here that Marty created that we are all a part of. And I just really enjoyed last week's show when we just had a call-in show. And there was just so many, so much positive feedback about that. So thank you, everyone. So anyway, back to Take Care of Maya. Let's talk about that one while we're waiting for Michael to get back in. Let's see. Um, all right. It looks like he's having some technical difficulties, and he might not make it back on. So you know what? I'm going to talk about Take Care of Maya, and then I'm going to tell you about what I read on his, on his sub stack. And we're just going to talk wonderful things about Michael while we just happen to lose him. Um, sorry that we are having some technical difficulties here. All right, so it's Netflix. Everyone needs to watch it. I love that Netflix has the kahunas to air this stuff before it's been litigated. They did the same thing with the Murdoch trial. Had that Murdoch guy been found not guilty, the lawsuits that he could have launched against Netflix would have been huge. But luckily, he was found guilty. He was just a dirty, rotten lawyer that killed his family, and he got busted. But, you know, Netflix came out, and they ran the documentary and took a big gamble to get the information out. And the information that they did get out was true. They did the same thing again here with taking care of Maya. This was a family going up against Child Protective Services, the John Hopkins Hospital, uh, corrupt guardians, corrupt attorneys over there in that Phineas County there in Florida, which they do a lot of guardianship abuse. And I believe that's where Rebecca Furley was, where she basically was, I don't know what, killing off her wards with her do not resuscitate orders and everything. But anyway, um, they were dragging out the trial so that the statute of limitations would would run out. Netflix runs the documentary, and uh, was that yesterday? I believe it was yesterday. The verdict, they, they went to trial, and the verdict came in, and they awarded this family $220 million and another $50 million in, in punitive damages. It's a very disgusting story. Everyone, I mean, you have to be in the right mood to watch it. But what I would say the big takeaway is, is you're going to see a lot of tragedy. And there's um, a suicide. The mom ends up committing suicide because of what they did to her daughter. It's a very, very tragic story. But there is 
a silver lining in this story is the fact that this family was victorious. They paved the way to make a difference for other people so that this sort of tragedy isn't going to be happening in other people's lives. And it also should give all of us some hope that we all someday could also be successful in some sort of a lawsuit the way this family was. They took on the machine and they won. So that's what we're all doing. We're taking on the machine. Dana Nessel, she might get impeached. Hey, come on, justice for Betty Hayes is over there taking on that machine, and hopefully they're going to have their day in court someday, and it will be very successful. So back to what Michael Volpe was reporting on, and I know I am not going to do justice as amazing as Michael is doing, and hopefully maybe he'll be able to get back on and um, finish up. But he has – you go on Substack, and you can subscribe to his – to his like writings and he does his own podcast and everything. So anyway, he had some bully lawyers and I know this isn't the first time that it, this has happened to Michael because it happens, it seems to happen a lot. And the reason is, is because when he does his reporting, he isn't sugarcoating stuff and he's making enemies and he is, while well, he was reporting on corruption and dirty lawyers and they send him letters saying that he's defamed them, that he's liable, and they send them all these, you know, bully, bully, you know, things. And what he did in his article is he basically picked apart and showed using the laws and showing where these people were wrong in what they've, in what they've done. And when he fired by researching laws and actually stating that they were wrong, they go away. And that's a bully tactic that these lawyers like to use. They like to send us, you know, try to shut They basically want to shut us up, and they definitely want to shut Michael Volpe up. So they will send all sorts of terrible, mean, scary-looking letters on, like, attorney, on attorney, what is it, stationery sending it on attorney stationery and stuff, basically saying that you need to shut up and and it scares a lot of people. And for a lot of people, it does work, but it didn't work when they tried to do it to Michael Volpe. And by reading the article, he, he just left them running, you know, with their tail between their legs. And it's just a really great article that you guys should all read. It's again, Michael's, Volpe on Substack. You can also follow him on Facebook and other social medias, and he does always post the links and everything. I need to see we're getting more callers calling in. Just for all of our new callers, we are having a technical difficulty. We had Michael Volpe on the line, and the call has dropped. He has messaged me that it doesn't look like he's going to be getting back on, and so you're going to get me and we're just going to talk about Michael Volpe. And you know what? He can't he can't say anything back. So why don't I talk about some of the articles that he wrote? This is going to be a tribute to Michael Volpe and his Rebel Pundit article that he wrote for me and how much of a difference it made for for me and those of us in Montgomery County finding the corruption. The articles were called Guardianship Abuse, 
spreads to Pennsylvania. There was part one, part two, and part three. And I'll tell the story. Um, the first part one is Tasha Lee, and she's amazing. And we all knew each other. Tasha knew that Michael was going to be writing these articles, and we were so excited. We just could not wait for these articles to come out. And it really, really blew up Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, and put the corruption on the map. Boy, were they mad. Then it, when that went, when those articles came out, one of our who is now one of our sponsors, Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page launched, and they started sharing this stuff. These guardians, their one guardian was posting on the Shenanigans Facebook page. I mean, there was so much stuff going on. Victims started coming forward, people writing things in the comments underneath Michael's articles, and we all started to find each other. And so because of that article, which I got to let you know, we were waiting for it to come out, and it was definitely, um, it took a few extra months than we had anticipated. So we were always on pins and needles, like every week. Is it going to come out this week? Is it going to come out this week? Because we were so excited about seeing the exposure that was going to happen when this article came out. And then sure enough, I don't know, two or three months later from the time that we thought it was going to come out, it came out and it blew up. We were so excited. And meanwhile, while the first article had come out, he was already interviewing and he was interviewing with my family for article number two. Uh, to put out the kind of article that Michael put out, Michael and I probably logged in, I would say about 50 hours on the telephone. So I've been very honored to be able to talk to him on the phone, and he's all business. He likes to get everything right. He is just always, you know, not just a reporter, but he also, I consider him a friend. He he wrote part two, and that's the story on Harvey Witten. And they also have it um, archived at the um, NASCO website, and that website is stopguardianship.org. You can look up the article, uh, part one is Tasha Lee, part two is going to be Harvey Witten, and you can see that article there. And we met more people, and we met them in the comments. So always when you read these articles that come out on the Internet, especially if it has to do with the county that you are experiencing corruption, you need to go back and you need to read every single comment in those articles because that's where you're going to make connections. You can usually reply to comments that you see when you're reading these articles, and that's how you can start to make the contacts and then, you know, reply with an email address. I know it's out there, but you want to make contact with these people. And you start building that network of victims so that you start to meet more and more. Came out was just so powerful. And, oh, boy, were they mad in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. But they couldn't do anything to us because everything that was written was true, backed up with court records. Then part three came out, and that was Austin Gibson, my good dear friend Austin Gibson. And it's a very tragic story what happened to her. That was guardianship abuse spreads to Pennsylvania part three, and Michael wrote that one. And at this point, Montgomery County was just decimated. 
Harvey was finally, can you believe it? He was set free. Uh, they We got him out of Pennsylvania and into Silver Spring, Maryland. So these media articles are powerful. And so if you can make any connections with Michael, I know he has a very full plate, but maybe he will write an article on your story. I know he's super busy. He's probably going to um, be, you know, feel a little, little bit overwhelmed. I would definitely say if you want a reporter to write a story about you, you need to walk that fine line of being, like, present and letting them know who you are, but not being, like, harassing, like emailing every day or just being really obnoxious and trying to force yourself on them. You want to make sure that they know who you are. You need to keep the emotion out of it when you're trying to present to a reporter and to present what you want them to write about. You need to have your documentation. For us in um, in Montgomery County, I had to pay for court records. Oh, all right, we got Michael back on, and I'm going to mute myself so Michael can talk. Michael, I'm going to have you take it away from where you left off. Here he comes. Stop. Here he comes. Yeah. So um, as I was saying, I this all started when a woman or a lawyer named Holly Jelani got a hold of me, and she was threatening to sue based on a story that I did from Orange County probate uh, matters. Uh, but the the threat of the lawsuit came from a text message that I didn't even write. But what's even more important is even if I did write a text message to one person, technically you can sue, but for what? If it's one, a text, it's text message from one person to another, it's uh, it's a very small lawsuit. So it made me think of all of the scummy lawyers that I've dealt with. So I just went through some of my thoughts on dealing with scummy lawyers. And so the first thing that everyone should understand is the law is written in English. The words mean what they are defined to mean. You may actually need a dictionary. They use words like wherefore and pursuant and a whole bunch of other words that um, – that, you know, you don't understand necessarily and you don't see why they're, they're used. But when you either are looking up a law or you receive a legal threat, just keep in mind. So before you just give up, hold on, I got, I got, a, I got a baby in the background. So before you give up, read it. You may need to read it two or three times. You may need to really think through it. But don't just assume that a uh, that because it's written by a lawyer that uh, that you have no chance. And so um, the best example that I gave is a guy named Joel Hirschhorn. He contacted me in 2021, and he th- said that I needed to remove a blog post about a guy that I wrote about. His name is Eric Satin, and he sent me the court order. Now, Eric was involved in a divorce. And I was obviously not a party, and that's a legal term, to the divorce. So it would actually be dicey if this particular order said that I had to remove anything, because I don't think a judge has that. Whoop. Michael, I think we're losing you again. We are, we are losing Michael again. All right. We'll probably... Um, 
cut this one cut this one short. Let's see this if you can get short. back on. Let's see if you can get back on. Is that, hey, is that better? Oh, there you are. Yep. Okay. Now we hear you again. Yep. Now All right. So the, I, I know what the I know what the problem is, and hopefully I can keep it going. Uh, whenever my phone, like, if I don't use it long enough, I think the blog talk loses it. But um, ah. so as I was saying, I ah. yeah. I, so this guy Joel Horsehorn, he reached out to me about a custody case that I had been following. A guy named Eric Satin out of Miami Dade, and he claimed that I had to remove some blog posts that I had written about it. Now, it's actually just legally dicey that I would have to do that, but he, he was kind enough, Joel was, to send me, send me the order. So when I read the order, what the order said was that Eric was required to ask me to remove the blog post. I was not required to do anything. And this is an example of where I'm saying that the law is written in English, so as long as you read the English and understand what the words mean, you have a fighting chance. So the, the next uh, piece of advice that I have, you've got to be really careful with this advice, but many lawyers are bullies. But the problem is not all lawyers. So if you treat a lawyer like a bully and he's not, or she, and they're legitimate, you got a problem. But the way to deal with bully lawyers is the way to deal with all bullies. You stand up to them. So the best example I have of that is this guy, Raj Matani. So he threatened to sue me. I was working on a story about his client. His name is Brian Maneo. And he had this nonprofit, and it looked like he was taking almost all of the money from the nonprofit uh, for the donations and just putting it to salary, which is just totally ridiculous. And so Raj threatens to sue, he sends me the cease and desist letter, uh, and I read through it, and it's clearly frivolous. And Raj clearly has no legs to stand on, so what do you do? You stand up to a guy like that. Now, one, one thing people should know is, Raj is from California, and there's a law called anti-SLAP. That SLAP stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. And in California, there's a very strong lawsuit. These are, or these are very strong laws. Anti-slap are laws that protect you if you're exercising your free speech rights and someone files a lawsuit that's essentially frivolous. And so I wrote Raj an email and I said, I'm going to use this law. And I explained how the law worked. And you can look up what the, how the law works. And he backed down. And so if you're actually dealing with a bully lawyer hold on if you're actually dealing with a bully lawyer then standing up to him obviously that, that that's something that works and um so the, the last thing is these sisters i get a lot so with a cease and desist letter, there's several different parts of it. The first part is it has to say what you are doing wrong. Then it has to have consequences for what you're doing wrong. And a good cease and desist letter, it presents the evidence of what you're doing wrong. So if a cease and desist letter doesn't have those three elements, they're usually a bogus cease and desist letter. And 
in the article, I gave examples of both legitimate and illegitimate cease and desist letters that I've received. And the illegitimate ones, and there's one from a guy named Jeff Silence. He basically went through all of the things I did wrong in an article about a woman named Kristen Elcott, but he didn't give me any consequences. He just said, this is wrong. And I told him that since you didn't give me any consequences, there's no reason for to do anything. And uh, I don't remember the article. I remember the article. I don't remember the lawyer's name. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. It sounds like you have your hands full with something really cute. I I do. I didn't uh, I didn't uh, want to mention it publicly, but I do have a son, and I'm taking care of him as we're trying to do this radio show. His name is Jack. Jack, say hello. Say hello. That's Jack. All right. So Jack, save you. Yeah, so I'm holding him as I'm trying to do this, and <laughs> hopefully I can pull it off. So welcome in any case, um, welcome. He he's a future <laughs> crime fighter, right, Jack? His name for Jack Bauer. So in any uh-huh. case, um, the the article was an article about a judge named John Dalton, and I mentioned a guardian at litem in there, and I got several things wrong. They weren't very significant to the article, but significant about the garden at Lightham. And it was her brother, and he pointed out what was wrong, how it was wrong, and he asked to remove it. And we did, because that was a legitimate cease and desist letter. And so if you know the elements, and these are all online, then you know the difference between... Hold on. Then you know... The difference between a legitimate and illegitimate cease and desist letter and an illegitimate one is some one written by a bully. And so that was in in essence like to sum up the advice for dealing with scummy lawyers. And there's a lot of them. But if you believe it's a bully, stand up to the bully. If you receive something legal, just you have to read it. You know, this is like in uh, eighth grade when they give you like a three page story. And then give you 10 questions on the story for reading comprehension. It's the same thing. You might get a five-page order, a five-page letter, and that's what you have to do. Now, you can hire a lawyer, obviously, or you can just give up. But it is written in English. It means what it says. So figure out what it says, and then you can figure out what it means, and then you can figure out if it's legitimate. And if you're dealing with a, with a bully lawyer, then you have to stand up to them. And legitimate cease and desist letters, they, they say what you did wrong. They even give you evidence of why it's wrong. And then they tell you the consequences for what, what will happen if you don't do anything. And so if you've received a letter that doesn't have all three of those, that's not a legitimate cease and desist letter. Wow. This is right. I all right, I just muted it quick because we're having a, a, a feedback. Wow, that was a lot of really amazing information because I know that a lot of people are getting those kinds of letters out there. And I know because you have your hands full of a lot of sweetness, and we all can't wait to hear more about your son. 
Um, do you want to let everyone? I'm gonna when I unmute you. Will you let everyone know how they can get a hold of you and where they can subscribe to see all these articles? And then we'll see if we have anyone who wants to call in and ask some questions. And otherwise, we're probably gonna you know have an early night. Let me um, hand it back over to you though. Unmuted. Michael Volpe. Substack.com. And what I'm going to do is that article that you're referring to about the scummy lawyers. People, but I'm I'm going to. Uh, yep. I lost you. Yep. I lost you. Okay. Uh, all right. Do, do you have me back? Yep. We got you. Do back. you have me back? Yep. We got you back. Okay. Yes. So that article is yeah. behind the paywall. I'm going to move it in front of the paywall so you don't have to pay. But it's $5.99 a month or $59.99 a year. That's one of many articles uh, that I have behind the paywall. Uh, so you can check that out. And I'll do a summary of this particular broadcast as well tomorrow. But michaelvolpe.substack.com. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so Oops. much, Michael. Oh, I just muted it. We seem to have We seem to have a... Um, echo here. So I think unless someone wants to, we did. I did get some private messages about some other people that have been getting these letters. So this definitely was a hot topic. If anyone wants to call in and chat, we're going to let Michael uh, share like one last thing, and then we're going to let him go back to his daddy responsibilities, which we're so excited for him. All right, Michael, I'm going to unmute you for like final a final statement. Statement. Unmuted. All right. I'd love to get a few questions. Somebody want to call in? Let's see. The number to call in. The number to call in. 917-388-4520. Press 1. Press 1 to talk. And let's see. And let's see. Sometimes they just Sometimes they don't they call just, in, they just message me. They don't me. call in, they just message me. Mm-hmm. Is there a question in there? Um, no, there's just um, a no, statement. No, there's just a statement. People well, give getting these letters. Yeah. letters. Yeah. So give me a statement to comment on. Um, someone claimed they got one from a certain advocate, and they think it was fake. Think it was fake. Right. Well, a cease and desist letter isn't real or fake. It really, it just depends on how, if there's evidence of wrongdoing there. Um, a cease and desist letter can be written by anyone. And you can, like, if you do go to Google and say how to properly write a cease and desist letter, you can write one. So there, it's not that they're fake in the sense that they can be real or fake. Uh, is it a legitimate cease and desist letter? Does it have all the proper elements? Is it saying what you did wrong? They, and look, you know if you did something wrong. Um, if you get a cease and desist letter and you called someone a child molester and you don't have evidence of that, you've got a problem. All right? You said something embezzled and you can't prove it. You have a problem. You know if you've deserved a cease and desist letter. You know, no one gets these and is surprised uh, if they've, they know if they've done something wrong. So that's another thing. You know what you did. 
If you can prove it, then you can stand up for yourself. You know, um, the problem, of course, is that it's expensive to go through this, even if you can win. So um, these cis and the cis letters, they're, they're a bullying tactic. That's what happened with Raj. Raj claimed that I misconstrued the amount of money that Brian Manero made, even though I went to his deposition exactly from what Brian said. So, okay, are we back? Oh. Yep, we're back. Yeah. Yep, we're back. Okay, all right. I, my phone, I, I'm doing this on my phone, and it's not making it easy. So, in that case, I knew there was nothing there, so I stood up for him. The one, Goyan, I think, is the woman's last name in the Dalton case. And if you go find it, it's on Daily Caller, you'll see that we wrote a very long, like, correction, which was deserved on my part, because I got several things wrong. It's one of the most inaccurate articles that I have. So if, if you've received a cease and desist letter, look at it. Uh, did you do something wrong? If you did something wrong, you got a, a problem. But look... The other thing about uh, a legitimate lawyer is going to give you a chance to correct it before they sue. So that's another thing. If you got something wrong, fix it. And then most lawyers aren't going to sue. Their, their goal isn't to sue a, an ethical lawyer. So that's another thing you got to keep in mind. Mm. Mm. Wow. I just muted you just so I could ask a question. We have so much, um, so for some reason, so much um, static going on. I did, let's see. Um, okay, I have a question. What about people who are not lawyers? And then I also have someone commented that you are really awesome. And um, I think Michael did say that you, we didn't have to be a lawyer, lawyer to write one of these, I guess. Um, let's see, the next question is, if someone who's not a lawyer writes one, they're obviously being a bully, and do you even respond to it, Michael? I'm going to um, put you back on. Put you back on. Unmuted. You respond to it if you've done something wrong. You know, it doesn't take a lawyer to figure out if you legitimately said something that was inaccurate or, or defamatory. Someone says, I'm not a child molester, you have no evidence of it. Do you? If you don't have evidence and you accuse someone of child molestation, you got a problem. So yeah. you, you know, it, it's all, the context is obviously the most important thing. Um, do you have to respond? You, it, the, the cease and desist letter, they usually say, here's what you did wrong, here's why it's wrong, and if it's not fixed by this date, then we're suing. So if it's a legitimate cease and desist letter and you don't respond, and they have an ethical lawyer, you should expect a lawsuit. Yikes. Yikes. Now hold on. I have to mute to, to talk one. So I know that uh, Marty, I can remember, she would get these cease and desist letters, and they were, there's been different, um, I've seen some of these, there's been, um, people who have come on the show and they've told their true story, but then 
the courts will say that needs to be taken down because this is a private matter. And, you, I mean, we all know it's to do a cover-up, but they don't want it being aired because they'll say it's a private matter and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes Marty's just taking them down to, you know, not have the drama. I know that Rebecca Furley, Marty would talk about getting cease and desist letters from her about 10 years ago, and Marty never took them down, and they never went anywhere. And she actually said, from the story that Marty tells, is basically she said, have at me now. All right, I'm going to unmute for your comment. Unmute for your comment. Unmuted. Yes, so court is an open process. Uh, There are situations where certain things can be closed. But court in itself is not a private matter. So they can't uh, say this is a private matter. Now, maybe there's a protective order. Maybe there's a restraining order. Maybe certain parts or an entire case are sealed. And keep in mind, any time a court does that, they are violating the First Amendment. They, the courts can legally do that. Uh, they have to have a very good reason um, you know, it gets very legally technical, but someone can't simply say this is a private matter. If it's in court, that is not a private matter. There's no custody case that's a private matter. There's no guardianship case that's a private matter. There's no criminal case that's a private matter. There's no contract dispute that's a private matter. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, they divorced. And what they did was they each hired a lawyer. Those lawyers I don't know exactly what they did, but the lawyers hammered out an agreement. They kept it out of court. There was never anything filed in court. And so the only thing you heard is, we're divorced, everything's amicable, and we just want our privacy. And they can have it because they did it in such a way, the right way, so that it never got to court. But once something is in court, it's public. It's not private. Now, it can be made private certain things usually almost never the entire case but if someone is just saying it's a private matter without providing evidence for why it's a private matter if it's in court it's not a private matter and look you can call uh you won't always get an answer but you can call the clerk's office and ask if this particular case does it have a protective order is it sealed um is is there a restraining order against certain speech and you can even ask, well, what, what part of this file is, what part of it can I get? I'm Joe Sixpack. I'm not even involved in the case. What part of it can I get? And different jurisdictions have different rules, different laws. So it's not uh, exactly the same everywhere. For instance, the state of New York makes a lot of divorces sealed. It's very difficult. Um, I learned that in, in many cases, but the Kastanoff case, which is a kind of a big deal, Um, It's very hard to get documents in that case because the court seals them. So as a result, you know, everyone says, oh, Catherine, uh, Catherine committed suicide. There's videos of Alan being abusive. What what a lot of people don't know, there's also videos of, of Catherine being abusive. And she provided a lot of evidence. However, out of the entire case, she didn't actually provide a lot of evidence. You don't know what really happened. And that's because in New York, those sorts of cases are sealed uh, by the courts. I think she could release it. But, um, but when someone says in a blanket statement, this is a private matter, you know, 
Probate is not a private matter. Divorces aren't a private matter. Child custody, nothing in court is a private matter. Judges are often elected or they're appointed by governors. And so the idea that their decisions are a private matter is bogus. Um, so if they're saying it's a private matter, they need to prove through some sort of an order or, or, or a law that says in this particular case, it's a private matter. All right, I just need it. So we have a couple, that's, that's super interesting because in Montgomery County, they're always saying it's a private matter. So I'm super excited to hear that. We have two more questions that have come in. It seems like everyone's uh, texting me and messaging me. Okay, one, they know that you're from Chicago, and this person is also from Chicago, and they want to know if you know if there is a lot of uh, fraudulent guardianship cases going on in Chicago. The second question is, what if the bully, this is a different person asking, what if the bully attorney is the one that you yourself have hired and you're not in a position to be able to get rid of them? Of them. Unmuted. Okay, so I've never, I, I can't think of a guardianship case that I've done in Chicago. Oh, no, I, I've done a couple. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's been a while when I was running for, writing for Rebel Pundit. So I, I've seen some corruption. I, you know, I, it's hard for me to say. Obviously, there's some. I've covered some. Is there a lot, you know, that's, it's all subjective. Um, it's, I, in your, I found a lot more in your county, but that's me. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean there's a lot more. Um, as for the second question, I think what you're saying, what if the bully attorney is your attorney and they're bullying you and you've run out of money? Um, you know, I, I, look, you're getting, a, you're asking me for legal advice. I don't, I don't know. Uh, can you represent yourself? Can you find a, you know, there's a, a million questions you'd need to ask. And uh, those are the questions you got to ask, but I'm not going to give you legal advice. All right. Very good. We still right. have more. Very good. We still have Oops. more. Hold on. Whoops. We still have more callers um, logging in here. Just real quick, we're having a little technical difficulties. So you can um, press one if you want to ask a question. The number is 917-388-4520. And also, we're just muting and unmuting with Michael because we seem to be having uh, a lot of um, feedback going. And I just got text back, thank you to Michael for answering the questions. And um, we'll see, does anyone have a few more questions before we, um, before we close it up? And Michael, any last minute? Comments. I'm going to put you back on. I'm going to put you back on. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you caught me in a moment where I'm ready to bear my soul a little bit. My ex-girlfriend put a lot of stuff online, and nobody except for the parties knows what happened and how I got my son. So if you think you know, you have no idea. Uh, I went to hell and back to get him, uh, but he's with me now. Hi, Jack, and he's sleeping now. Oh. Oh. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? Hold on here. Put it. All right. I have not seen anything online, so I must not be in the circle, but I'm very sorry that what you were going through, and we're just excited that you have your son, and 
We're so excited to hear how he grows up and becomes a great detective journalist like you, and you're going to be a great father. I'm going to put it back on over um, back to you. Um, back to you. Right. The, uh, the, the Facebook, it was mostly on Facebook, but not, not, that was the least of the stuff she did. I, I got the wrong one pregnant. That's the only way I can describe it. Wasn't in love at the time, but be that as it may, uh, getting back to the, the original topic, um, you know, the, the other thing is the law can be very overwhelming, but, you know, I just went through a custody case, extremely overwhelming. So, if you give up, you know, this is, uh, if you remember Mike Tyson, when, when he was at his best, the fight was over before he got in the ring. So if you become so overwhelmed that you don't give yourself a fighting chance, you're not going to win for sure. So it is difficult, but um, it's not impossible. That's one. And just... Always remember the law court orders every legal document. It is written in English. The language you speak, the language you hopefully read, if you don't read it, then learn to read it better. Whatever is the legal document, just take your time. You may have to read it two times, three times, maybe 10 times. I don't know. These things are so technical, but I promise you, whatever the word is, if you have to look it up in a dictionary, that's what it means on the page. There is no like secret code that, that, that a, a word actually means in English one thing, but in the law it means another. That's not how it works. You know, if something says shall, then that means you have to do it. If it shall not, you can't do it. If it's may, you're allowed to do it. And, uh, and that's, you know, I think I said that uh, in the article as well. The four most important words in the law are shall, may, and may not. Or shall, may, and shall not. Um, the, the law either allows someone to do something, forces someone to do something, or forbids someone from doing something. And so that's something to keep in mind as far as the law is concerned. Court orders, they're, they're sort of written in the same kind of legalese. You're going to see a lot of shells, maybe, shall not. Um, and that's what the lawyer is essentially trying to get across. They're either saying you have to do something, you're forbidden from doing something, someone may do something. And so figure out what it says. You know, these cease and desist letters, they're not books. I, the, the longest one I got, I don't know, eight pages, nine pages. Oh. You can't get oh. through it. Whose fault is that? If you can't figure out a nine-page document, whose fault is that? Um, it's because you gave up before you tried. It's nine pages, not 100 pages, not 1,000 pages. But even 100 pages, it's still written in English. Um, you know, if this is important enough, then take the time and figure it out. And just always keep in mind it's written in English. All right. I put you back on mute. All right. I have a comment, and then we do have someone who wants to ask a question. Someone just sent a text about you, Michael. It says, what an honest and good man to share his life. It makes him able to relate to us who are going through things, thank you to him. So, and then we also have, um, I'm going to keep you on mute so we don't get a sound back, but we have area code 301. Let's see what we got here. Area code 301, you're live and on the air with Michael Vope. Hey, Mike, it's Marcel. How are you doing, Cos? I'm doing great. 
Michael and I are working through our little bit of technical difficulties. Whenever I talk, we're getting a echo. So I put him on mute and unmute. So I'll let you ask him a quick question, and then we'll put him back on. Okay, sure. So I wanted to ask um, Mike, doesn't he find that a lot of these cases, as he said before, are not actually won in the in the courtroom? They're actually won outside of it. Uh, it's how they psych the person up before they go to the courtroom, but it also affects how they perform um, when they go to the courtroom because they, they seem to spend as much time now um, discouraging people and confusing people as they do, you know, black-letter law. That's it. All right. I'm going to put them on. Uh, so when you say a lot, that, that's relative, that, that can happen. And obviously, negotiations between lawyers, you've got to look at the fine print, can, may very well be in the fine print says that they're you know, confidential or something like that. So you, you may be revealing confidential information. I, whether it's a lot or not, it, it's, you know, it depends on what you mean by a lot. But yeah, um, there there are bully lawyers who figure out ways to, to bully you from staying out of court, but I, I found it's more the other way. They want to bully you and get you into court, especially if they know you can't afford a lawyer or they know that you can't afford a lawyer for as long as they're willing to stay on the case. Um, but I, I've seen all scenarios. So what Marcel is describing, of course, that happens, but that's not the only scenario. But as far as a cease and desist, right, if you got a cease and desist letter about a private negotiation, you know, I, I'm not going to give you legal advice, but that's not necessarily in court, and you have to look at the fine print, and you may, may very well hire a lawyer. And I always say, if you can afford it, hire the best lawyer you can afford. Um, but if you can't, um, number one, don't get overwhelmed. Number two, keep in mind it's written in English. And these cease and desist letters, look, you can go look, go to Google and look at a properly formatted cease and desist letter and compare it to yours. Is it the same? So, uh, you know, it's not, it, it's not that hard. I've, I've gotten a lot of them. Maybe I've, I've gained a certain amount of expertise. I've gotten between 10 and 20. And the only one that was legitimate was that I think Goyan was his name. It was the guardian at Lightum was a Goyan, and then her brother was the one who sent me the cease and desist letter. And look, so what, what did I do? I was writing for Daily Caller. I looked at it. I realized we got a problem, and I immediately forwarded it to my editor, and I said, we need to take care of this immediately. And everybody went into uh, not like, like, uh, like panic mode, but you know what, what's wrong? What do we need to do to fix it? How do we make sure that everybody is happy? And the, you know, the, the, the part that bugs me is it, it changed the article a little. It even changed the article a lot. I didn't even have to put her in. Um, but we removed all of the parts about her. She wasn't even the, the key to the article. It was about this guy, Dalton. And, uh, and then we put uh, like clarifications on the top, which they're still there. And you know, that's some, if somebody finds it, oh, you got that wrong. I got that wrong. Um, and that's it. And, and, and they were happy once the stuff was fixed, they were happy, but that's the only legitimate one. 
what Raj sent me was a, a disaster, but it was downright perfection compared to what this guy Jeff Silence sent. And this lady Holly Jelani was, you know, was ludicrous. She was, she didn't, you know, she sent me the cease and desist letter claiming that I wrote the text message, and I said I didn't write the text message. She goes, "Oh, you didn't?" And I'm thinking that's something you probably want to figure out before you write a cease and desist letter. And there was one other thing related to Holly. Um, defamation law is a specific form of law, so. Um, yeah, Holly is like a probate attorney. So that was another clue that this was bogus. Um, you, if you get a defamation, and, and Raj is a divorce lawyer, if you get a defamation or a cease and desist letter and it's from like a probate attorney or a divorce attorney, it's not a guarantee that it's bogus, but it's a good red flag. Uh, divorce lawyers don't necessarily, don't generally handle defamation law, and they may know a little more than general public, but not a lot more. So that divorce lawyer is not uh, like he doesn't he or she doesn't know the ins and outs of defamation law. And they don't really know if you've defamed someone. In Raj's case, both in Raj and, 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 and Holly Jelani's case, they were bullies. They thought this guy is some jerk. And once a lawyer sends him a threatening letter, he'll back down. And uh, and that's a bully. That's exactly what bullies do. They do it on a playground. They do it in the office. They do it in uh, on you know in in sports arenas. It's all the same. And the answer is always there. There's no other way. There's only one way to handle a bully correctly. That's to stand up to them. They operate on fear. There's a, a great scene in A Bug's Life that describes this. And um, if you stand up to them, they will back down. But as I said, the, the, be very careful with that advice because you better be sure that this is a bully lawyer and not a lawyer with a legitimate gripe. Because you try to stand up to someone with a legitimate gripe and you just dug yourself a much deeper hole. Mm. All right. Wow. Um, we've got a few. We have another comment, but I think it might be for another show. They're asking if you could talk about frivolous lawsuits. We only have a few minutes left on this show. Michael, we are definitely going to have to have you back. Definitely, I know you'll figure out bedtime and everything for your new son, and we're just going to work around the schedule and get you back. Marcel, did you have any closing words of wisdom before we, before we all signed off? Oh, no. It was a very good show, and, and I think you handled your technical difficulties well. Good. I'm speaking to you again, Michael, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Our shows are brought to you by Marcel Reed on the Whistleblower Summit. We're also brought to you by the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse, the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse, and Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. I'm going to put Michael on one last time to send us off on our way. And if, Michael, if you would give your contact and how people can find you one last time, that would be amazing. And I hope to help have you back soon. And congratulations on being a de new dad. Debt new dad. Uh, we are a very litigious society. So there are an enormous amount of frivolous lawsuits, and they clog up our, loss, our court system. It's why case I, that, that taking care of mine, I think it was like five years, 
Johnny Depp, like four years. Some of that was COVID related, but it's just how long the process is. And it's clogged up by these frivolous lawsuits. It's a huge problem. Court sucks. Take it from someone who has just been in it. It sucks for everyone except for the judges, the lawyers, the people paid to be there. And these frivolous lawsuits make you spend so much more time there. But to find me, uh, it's michaelvolpe.substack.com. And you can get the free subscription and get the paid subscription, whatever you want. And so check me out there. Uh, and I do a lot of different interviews as well. So check out those. I always put, I'll, I'll have a post about what we did here, but I'll also, the article that we've talked about, I'll, I'll put it ahead of the paywall now uh, as well. So everyone can check it out. And uh, the cease and desist letter from Raj, from, from Goyen and others, they're in there. So you can see in the actual letters and see the difference between a well-formed cease and desist letter and a bogus one. Thank you so much, Michael. We'll see everyone next week. We're going to have John LeCron back on. And everyone, have a wonderful night and a great weekend. Bye-bye. Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Get a Butterball Whole Turkey for just 99 cents a pound in club or BJ's.com. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.